recording. Yes, we certainly are. See some bumps on that line there. Well, I guess officially or unofficially, Old Man on the Mountain, number one. This is a podcast show. Yes, this is a uh, internet radio program. We're called Old Men on the Mountain, and mm-hmm. we're gonna. It's gonna be a series of stories from people like us that hopefully one day we would tell our kids mm-hmm. the stories. That is, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, maybe people the people like us, meaning people in their late twenties or in their early twenties, depending if they have a good story or not. Or early thirties, or, or whatever. Of course, there's yeah. no cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, what's great about this is that there's not a lot of rules, except you should have a story to tell. One that's hopefully a good story, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think uh, Jimmy's going to go first. That sounds good to me. All right, so I'm going to tell the heroine. I don't have a name for it. This isn't like the Midnight Society, but I thought you'd have a name. This is the story of me hanging out in the Hamptons and almost dying. And I'll let that be enough of a tease. Sounds super. We'll be right back. Okay, well, we're back. Um, it's, it's a funny thing, but during that the introduction... It's we did, really funny. Yeah, we didn't introduce <laughs> ourselves. So I'm Jim Hall. And I'm Craig Massey. The old men on the mountain. We're here to tell a story. And my story is the story... Of going down to the Hamptons and almost dying. Ooh. Ooh. Is, is this a ghost story? It could have been a ghost story, I guess. Well, is it or not? No, it's not a ghost story. Oh, okay. okay. So let's set the stage. I was in college. I believe it was the sophomore year. The summer after the sophomore year of college. And I found out that my friend Alex, who is a very well-to-do fellow, was having a birthday party down in the Hamptons. And I found out about this through a mutual friend of ours, and they all happen to be fraternity brothers together, which is, that's kind of asking for trouble, I feel like, because I'm not a Hamptons, fat. well-to-do, fraternity brothers. Exactly. This story's going to be crazy. Yeah. Juicy. <laughs> anyway. Or, or juicy. The, uh, and it's funny, this is how well-to-do this guy was. He had this really, really nice house on the beach. He lived next to Julie Andrews. You might remember her from such movies as Mary Poppins. <laughs> or The Sound of Music. Yeah, it's crazy. And, or uh, The Princess Diaries 1 and 2. Yep. Oh, Princess. Yes. Um, and, you know, for example, in his childhood, he dated Kurt Vonnegut's daughter, who hung out with us. Because that's the kind of people they roll with. Ah. It's crazy. A cat's cradle, if you will. <laughs> yes, and I will. Um, so... I guess, I mean, I don't know, the, the getting there wasn't what the interesting part was, but it was fun. I spent some time in New Jersey with my good friend Andrew Cava's f- family and parents on the way down. I actually met him in Manhattan, and we had a crazy train ride, harrowing train ride into New Jersey at like 3 in the morning, where he informed me, we were both really tired, and he said, whatever you do, one of us has to stay awake. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen if we don't. And he was serious. Yikes. Yeah. Have you ever done a really late train like that in New York into New Jersey? It's pretty terrifying. No, no. I've been drunk on the train in Boston, 39 bus. Yeah, yeah. But that was like a daily occurrence, and I got used to it. I got to know the people on the bus. There was yeah, a guy who always looked scared. There was a guy who always talked to the bus driver, and there was usually a hot chick. 
Always, usually a hot trick. But it was never, I was never scared. Good. Well, okay, you shouldn't be. Okay, anyway, that's not really the point of the story. No. It's in New Jersey. I thought we were talking about the Hamptons. <laughs> Flash forward to the next day, or maybe, I don't know, 18 hours later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Arrive in the Hamptons. We're all having a really grand old time. A lot of drinking going on. A lot of debauchery. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. The next day, we decided... Well, actually, no, I, I'm forgetting an element. There was this one guy. His name was Peter. And he was one of the fraternity brothers. And I gotta say, he rubbed me the wrong way for whatever reason. All the other guys I thought were really cool. But this guy was just really pissing me off. I, I, I think I know why. <laughs> why is that? Was he eating pumpkins? <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, he was, his name was Peter Nestor. And I don't know what, he's a good guy. I don't know what the hell it was. He was just, he was, he was pissing me off. I think he's kind of like, he was a nerd like I am, but he was even more of a know-it-all, if that's possible. Ooh, was he informing you informing you against your will? I think so. Yeah, yeah, they do that. Yeah. So, you know, it takes one to know one, but I did not I did not take to this guy. Flash forward to the next day, we're on the beach. We you're not supposed to have alcohol on the beach, but we found a way. We made a big pitcher full of strawberry daiquiris, and it was like ridiculously strong because we couldn't bring that much with us. Mm. So the, we're playing bocce ball on the beach, just screwing around. Drunk's I've ever been in my life, but I was pretty drunk. You know, especially daytime, you're in the sun. It feels a little different. And if anyone knows you, if you're pretty drunk, that's really, that's pretty that's really that's very drunk. drunk yeah. Yeah. The uh, the no drinking light had been turned off by the captain. We'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> so because there was a captain, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, sounds yeah. great. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, like I said, it was really hot. I'm sure it was pretty humid, although I, I, you know, I don't remember that for sure. But I'll, I'll, we'll just say it was humid. Mm-hmm. I decide to, all of us decide to go in the water, in the ocean. And I've been in the ocean my whole life. Some people are, get a little afraid of the water. I've heard about riptides. You mm-hmm. hear about dangerous real stuff. Deal. That, well, yeah, that is the real deal, which I was soon to discover. <laughs> At one point, you know, I'm swimming out. I was probably like, I don't know, up to like... Up to my neck, like if I'm standing in the water, which is a little deep, but, you know, I was feeling good. Then I was decided, like, yeah, I'm swimming around. I was, like, swimming on my back. Everyone's just, you know, whatever. It was, like, in the water, hot day, fun times, summer, mm-hmm. summer fun. Mm-hmm. So at one point I decided, hey, I'm a little tired of treading water. I'm just going to stand for a second. And I was like, oop. I'm, like, in six inches over my head. So I guess I'll just swim a little bit, and then I'll be okay. Then I'll take a break. So I swim for, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute, whatever, just kind of, you know, normal crawl, and I go to touch bottom, and I'm in the exact place I started. It's like, oh, well, that's weird. I'm going to swim as hard as I can for about as long as I can, then stand up, because I'm getting freaked out. Mm -hmm. So I literally, I started swimming. I've never swum this hard in my entire life, short of like racing somebody across a lake or something. I was like going for it. And you always win those races. (laughs) Yeah. I am a, I'm what they call a swimmer. <laughs> um, yes, an above average swimmer. Yeah, well, I don't know. Not, I, I don't think I can. I've read your that, dossier. Okay, okay. Okay. Don't have to be modest. Fine. So, the point of it is, I started swimming as hard as I possibly could. For, it felt like 10 or 15 minutes. The reality was, it was probably like two minutes. But I don't know. You know, at this point. You were in panic mode at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's like if someone tells you to sprint as far as you can until you have to stop, that's like, I was on that. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how far I could go. Probably like 200 meters and I'd, you know, pass out. So anyway, I go, 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 go. Like, okay, well, 
I can't swim anymore at all. I am exhausted. At this I'm point, just gonna, were you not sure if you would even got made any headway? I assumed that I must have. Okay. And the answer was no. I was in the exact place that I started. Of course. And at this Ooh, point, wait. literally, I was like exhausted. I mean, like I didn't know what to do at this point. Like I, even the idea of my arms and legs were burning, like treading water hurt. Oof. So I look up, I start freaking out. I literally start flailing my arms in the like international, I'm drowning motion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I see my friend Goss. God bless his soul. He's standing on Goss, the beach. He's guy from Maine, right? No, he's from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. So. He wasn't the Huss dude pound that guy. No, no, okay, that was Warren. Okay. Other stories that's to another be told. Story. Yeah. Yes, I apologize. Uh, anyway, actually, that's good. I kind of forgot about some of those stories. So that's good. Um, so anyway, he's standing on the beach, and I look up, and I see him. I'm waving my arms at him. I'm like, help, help. I'm too far out. I can't touch bottom. In you know, he didn't mean to almost doom me to my death, because he was probably more drunk than I was. But his response was, yeah, I know, come back in, and then ran away. Not running away from me, he was just like, I know, we're playing bocce ball, let's go. Like, yeah, you're right, you should come in. Like, I don't think he even knew I said I'm too far out. I think, I was like, hey, I think, maybe he thought I was saying, are you getting out? Like, that kind of thing, I don't know what he thought. So, at that point, I started panicking, and I literally, in my mind, I started thinking... Well, I didn't picture it ending like this, but I guess this is it. Like, I, it's so weird to. So then, what did you? So then, you gave up. Almost, I was close. I, mean, I was literally like, like, can you imagine the scene? Like, I'm, I'm treading water, can't touch bottom. I'm exhausted, and I'm literally being like, like going underwater, coming back, like, and going back. I mean, I was like really yeah. legitimately drowning. And then, who spotted me? But one Peter Nestor. The guy that I was wishing had gone home. Oh, full circle. Yeah, and actually I'm leaving out at a crucial point of the story. He was supposed to leave that morning, and I was like, yes. And then he decided, like, you know what? I'm going to stay till the afternoon. And I was like, no. Mm. But he decided, he That's saw just me. Just like Peter. Just <laughs> like him. So he saw me. He rushed out. And he was a big guy. I, I don't know. I want to say taller than six feet. 800 pounds. No, but he wasn't a thin guy. He had some girth to him. Wasn't necessarily muscular, but you know what I mean. He's a big guy, like five hundred pounds. Yeah, he wasn't fat, but he wasn't like oh, uh, so like four hundred. Yeah. So he literally swam out, saw me, grabbed my arm. Every time a wave came, he planted his foot in the ground and tried to push me forward as he, the riptide was sucking him further out. But Whoa. mind you, he was like at least seven or eight inches taller than me, so he mm-hmm. could still kind of be there. And he started pushing me diagonally, which I've found out since then is you're supposed to swim diagonal. Oh, yeah. You didn't know this? I thought you were, were doing that. You're supposed to, yeah. No, no I wasn't doing that. You're supposed that. to go to the right. I'll never forget Depending now. Depending on which hemisphere you're in. Northern hemisphere right. right. Southern hemisphere left, maybe? But I, I, don't, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I'm think gonna, he was pulling, I, pull, I believe he was pulling me to the left, but at this point, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so like he literally risked his life. To bring me in, and eventually, after probably a solid 15 or 20 minutes of struggling, because at this point, I couldn't even swim. When I got to the point, I was like like nipples deep. I couldn't mm-hmm. do anything. <laughs> I just giggled. I, I wasn't expecting you it, to say nipples. It's a funny word. Yeah. So it's, I understand. It's fine. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I, I finally get to the shore and literally passed out. Like, fell on the ground, like, out of a freaking movie. Like, when you see someone shipwrecked. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't even get up for a solid 15 or 20 minutes. I was just like, ah, ah, just laying on the beach. I've only ever been that tired in my entire life. Like, I don't think I ever will be that tired in my entire life. 
Oof. Short of like running a marathon. Wait till you have kids. <laughs> what a nightmare they are. Yeah. Continue. Well, I and I guess that's. I mean, I I, I guess that's it. I mean, the, we I ended up surviving. Everyone was sort of freaked out, but half people didn't even realize what had happened until, like, later that night. Yeah, they were wasted on daiquiri. Yeah, everybody was wasted. I mean, it was, like, 10 or 12 guys. They were busy every- having a good time while you were fucking everything up. Well, well, I was... Pardon my French. Trying to not die. Yes. That's understandable. And what about what, what happened with Peter? I've actually never seen him again. Wow. It was- so he's like a superhero. Yeah. Like he- Batman. Sort of, yeah. He's legendary. Just your... F- hey, just your friendly neighborhood Peter. Peter Nestor. <gasps> no. Okay, so he wasn't Spider-Man. He was not superhuman, but in my heart, he always will be. No, that's that's that's, that's diminishing it. For real, the guy saved my life. Like, legitimately, I, I don't think a lot of people legit. can legitimately say, I just saved somebody's life. And you know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he tells a story every once in a while. Somebody in the ocean, like, oh man, I saved this jackass who was drowning in the water. Who <laughs> yeah. didn't you know it was diagonal and he's <laughs> drunk. You know, like, I, you know many things. I was surprised you didn't know that. I, it was news to me. I really, no one had ever told well, me. I'm doubting your survival skills. Well, I, I did too. <laughs> we should not have. This Do is you like have this, an earthquake kit? Uh, we have some water. Well, I don't even have water, so. So, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was a crazy, I'll never forget it, and it was really cool. I actually had a really, I mean, you know, that wasn't cool. The weekend actually was really cool. Mm-hmm. We were there for like three nights, and that was just one moment of a really fun weekend. Mm-hmm. So I don't really regret it, and now I have a, I always had respect for the ocean. I never, I'd heard about riptides, and I'd heard about stuff, but I was like, yeah, well, I'm not an idiot. Like, that was yeah. sort of how I felt about it. In your younger, more invincible days. But now I notice riptides more. I've been in Venice Beach, and I get I get a little more freaked out by it. Oh, yeah. Because I know what it's like. Down Venice. Those things rip. That's why they say rip, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's a real thing out here. And back east. The waves are choppy back east, but here they're consistent, but incredibly powerful. Yeah, on the right days. Because I know about kill. those things. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that about wraps up this story. I hope you uh, stay tuned for uh, Mr. Craig Mess. He's going to it's have me. a very... The other man on the mountain. Titillating story to tell. If there's any adjective for my the next story, it is titillating. Scintillizing? Mm, no, titillating. Well, we are off to our second story after Jim's adventure. The harrowing tale of death and lust. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, it was uh, it was uber scary, Jim. It's really scary, and uh, I'll go into mine. It got some similarities. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's both include a liquid that is controlling uh, the uh, the main character in the story, which was me in my story and you and yours. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll start off. Um, this is kind of a sad thing in that it's one of my first memories in my life. I was uh, perhaps maybe four years old, three and a half. I don't know when you first start to remember things, but it was, uh, I remember it was a hot day in New Hampshire. I was hanging out with my neighbor, Nora, who's now... Oh, Nora. Oh, a a lovely woman. Oh, Now, horrible child. Horrible. Yes, a horrible. (laughs) But... Um, it's not really about her, but I know we had a crazy day out. We're scooting around the neighborhood, probably on our scooters, 
running around. Is that what scooters do? Yeah. We scoot <laughs> up and down and go b- backwards and forwards, too. Okay, okay. You can turn them and go left and right. But, uh, so we had just, like, a nutty day. And I was parched. I needed something to drink. You expend a lot of energy and you need something to fill you up, you know, and get you going again. There's a word that I don't, I'm realizing just now, actually, I don't hear very much on the West Coast, and that's muggy. Yo, very muggy. That means humid to mm-hmm. those of you. I yeah. don't know if, is that, is that? No, that's a, that's a word. Well, at least people in New Hampshire know it. Okay. Well, anyway. So, after a crazy, crazy, wonderful day, Nora took off, went home, I trudged into my house, and I needed something to drink. And I probably maybe weighed 35 pounds, 40 pounds. Okay. Very small kid. Um, good attitude, just small. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I went and went to my fridge, opened it up as the steam poured out in this hot, muggy day. And I saw what I perceived to be the perfect drink, a giant one gallon jug of hood milk. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you remember like you got the hood, uh, factory chimney thing in Boston as you went yep. down there to the kids museum. My like, dad that was there when he was a kid. Oh. Well, good for John. Okay, sorry. This is my story. I'm sorry. This is my kid's story. I don't want to... Okay, let's not get into this with me and your father, all right? Um, so, I was going to have some milk. That's what I decided to have. Ice cold, creamy milk. Oh, yeah. The lovely... <laughs> the, the milky liquid of milk. Crisp, refreshing... Mm-hmm. Milk. <laughs> milk. They should make... They should. We should do a commercial for milk because there's not any commercials for it to make people drink milk. I agree. Yeah, we should do some sort of council. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. that's another thing. So I try to get this milk out of the fridge, and I'm a small kid, so I grab it two hands. I'm gonna drag it across that shelf as it gets to the edge. I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen here. It swings down. It gets like within inches of the floor, and I'm just like kind of dragging it across the floor. I'm like, man. This is going to be crazy. It's going to be so good, though. Like, I just had this nutty day of scooting. I just need some milk. And uh, I got it over to the table. I had to just, I had one chance of doing this, and I heaved it up to the top of the table. And I got it on there. And so the table was like, just the, just the table just at eye level for me. So I was on my tippy toes just getting it on there. I found a glass somehow. I probably climbed up onto the counter. That's what I was going to say. I have, like, really distinct memories of being, like, three. It's yes, standing yeah. on the countertop to get something yeah. out of It's crazy to think of it. to think you're so small at yeah. that point. But you it's don't think of it as small. weird. Oh, yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. It's, it's the kids are just weird things. And I, you look at them nowadays, like, 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 how do you even, you don't function. Like, you're, yeah. how do you have fun? What, what do you do? do they have, that's all they do is have fun. I don't get it. To do anything legit. They need everyone else's help. They have to climb all over everything. Oh, they're a, they're pests. Yes. It's an abomination. <laughs> well, they are. I think you're spiking the audio there. Look at this. Hey. Um, but uh, they are an abomination. I was one of these kids. Okay. So I have the milk on the table. I get my glass. I get it. It's right next. I, I gotted the glass. Um, and it's right next to this, to this jug, full jug of milk. I figure out how to take off the safety plastic tab. Okay. Pull it off, pop the top, got the milk ready to pour. I go to pour the milk with two hands. Yeah. And I just, I lose control. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah. I want a visual. Are we talking a, a quart jug or a gallon jug? We're talking a gallon. Okay. Well, the biggest one the you big can one. get. Okay, all right. 
Um, and so I go to pour it into this glass. Obviously, I screw it up. I miss the glass. Glass tumbles to the floor, and the jug is now on its side. <laughs> I thinking, trying to write it, but I cannot because the milk is now pouring all over the floor. I don't have any footing. <laughs> I lose my footing, of course, and I fall onto, onto like, my face. Right. Like, just down. So I'm, like, so I'm trying to get back up. But at the time, the milk was pouring off the edge because it just was so perfectly fell that it was just the milk on the edge and it was just glugging out. <laughs> and I didn't have any, obviously didn't have any strength. Right. And it was pushing down on my back. <laughs> and I was, so, so I couldn't get up. So I was, it was me, like, face planted, almost like, it was just like my face was on the floor, my chest, and it was just the milk falling on me, and I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't do anything about it. it. I just had to, I was trying to push myself up so I can just try to salvage the situation. Like, it was, right, it was a right. waste of milk. I right. knew it. Even at that tender age, you yeah. knew. That- at this point in what happened, I didn't understand shame. Oh. That was that comes later. Okay, okay so obviously. the milk uh, kept on falling out, and eventually the jug was empty enough so that it stopped glugging on me, and I was just left laying on the floor in a giant pool of milk, or a gallon-sized pool of milk. My cat comes over, starts licking it around like my feet. It's seeping <laughs> underneath the fridge, <laughs> and we can see, like, my house is a long ranch house, so uh, you can, my parents' bedroom is on one side and the living room's on the other, yeah. and in the middle is the kitchen. There's this long hallway. I look over with the milk, like, dripping off my, off my face and my hair, and I'm, like, I'm exhausted. It, it, it was, this was, like, a, this was a real deal for me. This is probably mm-hmm. the worst thing that ever well, happened. I was just going to say that. This must be, like, maybe the most traumatic event that you can remember of your life. It's a giant mess, and I look over, and I see my mom and my dad in their bed, but they are, like, reading. My mom was reading. My dad was watching TV. But they're just looking at me <laughs> like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> this this is our son. Like, yeah. This, like, look what like we've three. done. Like, this, like, he's not going to be any better than this. Like, he's going <laughs> to have to go to a special school. <laughs> he, we've... It was like Forrest Gump. It was like, there ain't nothing can be done. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's going to have to go to a special school. You're like, you know what's normal? Your son's right here, just below normal. So how much of this incident do you think they saw? Like, do you think your dad looked over and like, what's he doing with that milk? Well, Whoa. And then, then it happened? Or like, do you I'm think he heard you fall down and looked over? I think they, they looked over. And I don't know if I have. I feel good about myself. But I don't know how it humorous to throw back that now they can know that I screamed <laughs> when the milk hit me. It's, it, people who know me well know I say, what a mess. Yes. <laughs> this is a mess. And that was one of my earliest memories and it was a giant, giant mess. And can you imagine on your mom's perspective of being like, I gotta clean milk up from underneath the fridge? Oh, like, no, no. Hey, about the- what a mess. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so that's you know, that's uh, that's what I had to. I had to overcome that. Much my parents have been able to get beyond it. You know, they paid for hmm. college. I got through college. So, so they've. It's safe to say that they've forgiven you. I mean, y- yes. Okay. No, I, ha- All right. I haven't dared mention it. Okay. I'm terrified to mention it. I'm kidding. Of course they don't. I was telling the story to my mom and dad, and they actually don't even remember it. I probably yeah. I, I screwed up so many times when I was a kid. They they could probably tell better stories than me about that stuff. Like that video we saw of you when you were like five, sitting on top of a rock, and your dad's like 
from behind the camcorder was like, hey, get down. You're like, I don't know how. Yeah. Like, that was <laughs> I looked like I got down the greatest syndrome. moments ever. Was this and stupid? he's like, come down the way you came. You'll get the camera. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, that's the most I radical totally, thought I've I totally ever. broke the fourth wall there. <laughs> <laughs> I looked into the camera. Yeah, I was a dumb kid. But yep. cute, I think. I saw pictures. Yeah, I was a cute kid. So that's that. That's the first story. You know, start start at the beginning. That's what I say. Yeah, I'll have to roll back the clock in, in one of these one of these days. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a great story, Craig. And actually, Thanks, Jim, that's one I don't believe that I've heard before. Well, you know, I try to keep it fresh. Try to you know keep it for the for the right time. And I busted it out. Yeah, for the podcast. Yeah, that sounds good. So let's cut it off now. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been Old Men on the Mountain, episode one. Mm-hmm. Telling stories. That uh, you will hopefully tell your kids one day. Mm-hmm. That we will. If we live that long. I, I will, Hopefully we will. No milk incidents or any other sort of riptides show up. And then I think we'll be all right. And also, not just us, but we have uh, plenty of friends. And maybe one day, you guys out there, too. Well, goodbye, podcast land. We'll see you soon. Hip-hop.